Well, hello, my dear lawyer. Oh, I think I lost you for a, a nanosecond there. I lost the first few words, but they I'm were, well. <laughs> exactly, they were. How are you? I miss you. It's been ages. How are you doing? Yes, this this is this has been hell on me. I cannot be without <laughs> you for more than several days. I mean, I can go into a real crisis. You know, I can go. I can go very angry on other people because I haven't <laughs> had my dose of you. How am I supposed? You seduced me, then you just left me um, in your world wine world of I don't know drinking champagne. Oh my God, I have been seduced and then abandoned. I'm so sorry. My life is over. Bye. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say this has been so heavy on me. 2019. I was like, wow, that's a dramatic start. Oh and no, I, like, I, I, I carry a very heavy burden from 2018, and I will carry it straight on to 2019. You seducing me, then abandoning me. Oh my god, that is terrible, terrible. <laughs> I um, I've been busy, unfortunately. So for one, there's like a crazy social agenda happening. And for the other, um, I'm picking up work here. So I'm supposed to be working at a distance from my home office. Is this you telling me you and your fancy friends? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm supposed to be connected. I'm supposed to be available. I just now got off an hour and a half conference call. And you say like, people, I have a, a podcast to record. Can we just uh, finish this call? But you cannot say that. Of course. Oh, I don't want to be uh, defined as a podcast call. I want to be defined as a conference call. That sounds too fancy. Conference call. No, come on. You're my friend. I miss talking to you. I have no idea what's been going on no, in yeah, your keep life. On, keep on going. In 2019. Um, I, I know that we suffer from the same type of thing. I guess the opposite end. So this evening, I woke up at 3.30 and I had this crazy insomnia. And I couldn't fall asleep until 6.30 in the morning. Oh, again you. it was terrible and then I got myself up uh, at a little bit over nine but then I felt like you know when you need like a proper irony mm -hmm. and then I said to myself I'll just get myself up and then see if I can uh, you know maybe take a nap throughout the day and why not happen. I'll just throw in a li little lovely photo shoot there I'm, I'm just coming yes. <laughs> yes so that was the thing so uh, this is what I wanted to tell you so I've been thinking about bringing somebody over to take some proper pictures of me because I always do these silly selfies and it feels like I'm not showing my Instagram account enough love and I know this oh you're not showing me enough love let alone oh. your Instagram well, I mean I feel offended well you, we're mm. gonna get there you're part of the plan so mm. I know I'm always really... part of the plan darling no, no, always... you're, gonna hear it. you're gonna love this so um, I know this really really good photographer called Pauline she's a young girl um, she's 25 years old and a half I guess 25 and a half She works with all these uh, big brands in Stockholm. So she shoots for big magazines. She shoots for Elle. She shoots for Styleby. She shoots for H&M, for Acne, for a bunch of uh, really interesting brands. And she agreed to come home to me and take a few pictures in my, sort of in my work clothes. So she said, look, pick out a few attires, outfits that you like, and we'll just see what we'll make of it. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And then she came over and I've already been postponing because she was supposed to come yesterday. Uh, bad, bad, bad you, bad you. Yeah. And see, the, the challenge here is that she's like, I, I'd like to come when there's still some daylight and daylight here disappears at like 3.30 or 3 o'clock. 
So she was supposed to come on Sunday, but on Saturday evening, we had friends over for dinner. And at three o'clock, I was like, God, you guys, I'm really sorry. Three in the morning. You guys, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to oh take a nap unless you, unless you want to, you know, think about the road. I'm just going to sleep here. And then uh, I was told that it so was. So is that slight. is that a, is that a thing over there? You know, you just say, "Oh, I'm gonna take a nap. Just please sit on my couch until dawn." Actually, it isn't. But I'm known. I always sleep at midnight sharp wherever I am. I love sleeping when I have company. I find it super cozy when my guests are like drinking about and chatting, and I sort of snuggle up in the sofa uh, under a blanket and take a nap but nobody I ever seem to recall that I seem to recall <laughs> some of that I, I think I even have pictures of that of nobody then me, me, me loves they, it. I know I know I seem to recall that and thinking this is odd nice <laughs> I love that but it was so much fun it's old friends of mine and for the just the fun fact is that they got together in my sofa and now that um, I replaced I mean, the your sofa... sofa sees more action than me today. <laughs> so now that I replaced the sofa, I said, you guys should come over. And the funny thing is that there is... Thank God that you replaced the sofa. That sounds nasty. But it anyway. wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It was very innocent. But they actually met at a party that I threw at our place for a friend's birthday. And they didn't know each other. They met there. And I still have pictures from their first evening. And now they got engaged. So we got to toast for their engagement. Anyway, Wait a second, uh, I just need to check my diabetes levels. Sorry, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Sweet I'm as here. sugar. Yes. So, so Pauline, the photographer, was supposed to come on Sunday. And I woke up maybe at 11. And I was like, really, really sorry. But we had a late night. And I'm, you know, I'm, it's 11 o'clock. I'm not dressed. Nothing. No makeup. Nothing. And she was like, yeah, daylight is almost finished. So how about we postpone it until tomorrow? So irrespective of my insomnia this morning, I could just not you know find it in my oh i love it yeah oh, that's that's my kitty who is protesting all this sugar and he's like please woman would you give me something to eat you know people real life real life is this emma no this is bitcholina who's the little crumb and he always uses uses actively his beautiful pretty little soft face to get some extra food which is what he's going to get I'm going to give him some, yeah, some, some kitty, kitty, kitty food. Hi, bye, baby. Yeah, that's, that's worse than a husband. Super cute. So anyway, I could not, I didn't dare tell her today, don't come. So she was like, yeah, I'll pop over a balloon. She basically didn't care what condition I was in. And then she was super sweet. I, uh, I've never sort of worked with her. Uh, and she was like, look, I mean, just do you. We're here to, to shoot your look. You don't need to be somebody else. And I've never, I've never done this type of, you know, somebody, a professional coming in to take pictures and she had these... Yeah, I know, that's, that's, at first, it's so very awkward. You're who, like, takes, who takes your pictures? Well, my husband does, but if he doesn't, I used to have a photographer who actually oh, stopped, yeah. stopped being a photographer, <laughs> which, which was tragic. But yeah, uh, I, I often work with some photographers which are always young and I like to help help. I wouldn't say help. I, I like to use new talents. Promote, talent. yeah, to promote. Yeah, them. exactly. It's it's very fresh and very nice to see how someone else sees you. I, I often get contacts from photographers uh, on Instagram asking me to work with them, but then sometimes they will just you know show them your work, uh, show show you their work, and you will see that that has, it has nothing to do with you. So it's very good mm. that you actually manage to find one that actually does. But see, so she was asking me, she was like, I'm sure you've got to find somebody in Luxembourg if you feel like doing this. And I said, sure, but I don't know what to expect. 
from a photographer. So I would also love to take some, you know, new sort of unknown talent. It isn't the case here. She's actually, she's very skilled and she's, you know, fully booked all year and she's very, very talented. So it isn't exactly sort of me promoting her. It's just her doing no, me a no, favor. No, no, it's, yeah, yeah, doing you a favor. But sure, yeah, she's young too, so it's fine. She's young, yeah, and it's nice to give her the exposure. Uh, and she did she did say that it was fun, though. But I, I thought, you know, I'm not going to call somebody in Luxembourg that I don't know and also not really know what to expect and not be able to give direction because I'm really entirely clueless. And so it was nice to do it with her as a first shot. But the I funny will just thing is, I will just put a beautiful, beautiful poll on Instagram saying how much you need to come over to Milan to meet some of my so, photographers. So here you go. So we were talking and she said she'd love to come over to Milan. To really? Yes. Oh this yeah. Hell thing. yeah. That'll be so much fun. So I can just see, for example, I see Nico like trying to make us look decent and you know help us out at a trying and and failing miserably because we have so much opinions (laughs) and she was saying like all you need is two good days of fun being outdoors catching daylight and you know being all over the place bringing I don't know 20 outfits each and just shooting shooting so she's also relentless in a way and you know given I'm not I'm thinking I'm thinking something how are we going to reduce everything to 20 outfits (laughs) yeah that's another thing I will easily if I'm going to travel there but uh I mean, she was basically saying, you just take those two days and you just choo, 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 choo from morning to evening. And yeah. to me, yeah, that that's sounded like a lot, of, a lot of fun. So, and she was like, oh, you're so cool. You're not even complaining. And I'm like, no, come on. I mean, I do know that whatever you do, it's going to be better than the pictures I take of myself through my mobile camera. It doesn't really take much. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. And it's going to be fun to see if these... You know, if these pictures, if my followers are going to say, I think they're going to be divided into camps and one camp's going to say, boohoo, the fun thing about you was, you know, sort of you being sort of authentic. And I have to say it is authentic. It's my clothes off of my closet and my, you know, everything mine, uh, things that you typically see me wear. So there's nothing new to it. And so I do think there's some authenticity, but I think some of them are going to think that, you know, it looks commercial. And I think others are going to say, oh, no, no come on, give, give them credit. Give, them, give people credit a little bit. When, I mean, I, when I started, I actually started with a professional photographer. The first things that I did for Instagram were done by a photographer, not even by me with a phone. Because back then, phones weren't all that big. I mean, they didn't have this huge, beautiful quality and camera and you couldn't do all sorts of things. So I had a photographer and he did, I think um, it it has something to do with beginner's luck. Uh, Those were (laughs) the most beautiful pictures I've ever shot in my life. So yeah, people will, you know, get aboard with your vision, with with, uh, seeing another side of you, because let's face it no one actually lives like i do for example i was looking at some pictures of me in tunisia in some ruins uh, wearing Mm. evening gowns so no one actually thinks that i well i do tour tunisia in those gowns but still that's not real life but it looks pretty and people like it and it's always nice to turn to instagram to score something pretty so mm. as, as long as you're doing yourself, because it's still yourself, with all, I mm. saw the pictures, I mean, they, they are really pretty and really nice. I think people will like it. And finally, there is no cutting off the head. I felt like, you know, <laughs> off with their heads. <laughs> so yeah, after, most of the times that was, yeah, in my Instagram was what the only one allowed to show your head. So 
Can I say something? I don't know how you will take this, and, and it might well be that our listeners will slaughter me also, but you know what I miss with your Instagram posts? Mm. Substance. I, you used to write so much straight from the heart, and now I Oh, see... you mean the writing? Yeah, and now I see like these cryptical quotes, and under each quote, you have three people asking in three different Latin languages, <laughs> "Are you okay? Is everything oh, fine?" Yes. <laughs> and I miss, you know, the the relatable uh, captions you you used to. I um... know, I know. I I mean, it was all um, thought out. I would say because I oh. was I was getting accused of writing too much, actually. And... Accused by who? By the Instagram People. gods. Uh, yeah, they, by Instagram gods who said to me, uh, appeared to me in a dream and they said, oh, woman, please cut the bullshit. So really? I just, <laughs> exactly. People were saying, you know, it's pretty and nice, but do you want to be, you know, a writer or you just want to be someone on the Instagram? What do you want to do? I think I, I caved a little bit into this and I, I started, you know, putting uh, smaller captions uh for two reasons mainly uh, one i was getting into more more and more into reading and poetry and i became a little bit more cryptic in that i mean mm-hmm. I, I will have people asking me what's the morning quotes in the stories about mm-hmm. it would always be some about verse that. some That's poem sh- yeah exactly sh- about the shit i know that Oh, yeah, they, they will be asking me, "Are you okay?" I see. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I've been reading sad things. I'm like, yeah. "Do you really think I'm sad?" No, it's not about that. It's about, it's about poetry. It's about touching other people's hearts through some words, you know. But mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to slash my wrist. So <laughs> anyway, God forbid. God Jeez. forbid. But still, people are like, "Are you all right?" I had someone mm. else ask me, "Is my husband all right?" Uh, um, as in, yeah. we don't see him that much. And I said, when have you ever seen him? I know, but I said, my New Year's resolution is to keep my private life very very private so Mm. unless someone wants to appear on my instagram with me i'm never going to force anyone to do Mm. so so not my parents not my husband not my anyone so Mm. it's a private life is very private while my instagram life is perfectly open for anyone to see Mm. but the quotes sometimes they get back but i think people really don't even have the strength you know to read all of that and some will ask you, oh, my God, why isn't it in, in Italian? Mm. And I have to explain why, why I write in English, because mm. English to me is universal. And mm. anyway, but for me, you know, that means something. I think the, the, the thing, the thing with you is that you're not necessarily relatable to in the way you dress. It's exactly like you say. I know very few people that go on a motorbike trip to, uh, you know, ruins in Tunisia. And then they are posing in fantastic, you know, gowns. Or you go to Machu Picchu and you actually wear your gown <laughs> traveling up your heights. I don't know anyone else that does. And I think the, you know, the, re, the there is one thing looking at the pictures and finding them like remarkably beautiful and seeing how you own uh, every single piece of clothing that you wear. And it's never the opposite. And having 
the self-esteem to want to carry these beautiful things without giving a rat's ass what other people think. Please let me give a disclaimer here. I'm not, Mm -hmm. and I repeat, I'm not paying her to say this for me. No, of course not. Mm -hmm. No, no, come on. But I can send you some, uh, I can send you a link if you want to pay. But then to me, where it does become relatable is in your captions because, and I think that's for two reasons. One is that you're an extremely eloquent woman and you have a way of gathering your thoughts so that they become a, a pleasant reading. Uh, and me personally, I like that. I think I, I'm, you know, much more like a scatterbrain. So I write much more, you know, every single thought that goes on in my head and that'll turn into a caption. And I think I'm a very typical Gemini that way. So I just write, you know, blah, 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 and then I say, okay, who followed? And <laughs> then, uh, and I think you have a, you have a talent. Uh, your way of writing is coherent and the thought is followed through. And it's rather well, authoritative. You. No, I love it. And the second thing is that, uh, you know, that I think people relate to what you write, not the captions, not like, oh, be still my heart uh, because the doves flew away with it. Not that type of thing. Oh, God. But, but your actual, you know, thoughts. And... But, uh, have you read the caption of yesterday? There was this uh, quote from Maya Andrew, and she said, there is no greater agony than bearing an unt- untold story inside of you. So I decided that this year, the untold story is going to get out somehow. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been pushed into writing for so m- many years that I can't, I stopped even, you know, counting. And I always thought, why would anyone want to read what I have to write? But I think there is some kind of an untold story there. And uh, it, it's, you know, fighting to get out. I think I, I would give birth to that <laughs> this year. And mm-hmm. let's let's see, you know, the editorial world and publishing and everything in uh, related to it, that's a real problem. So there is also what language I'm going to write in. Uh, oh. that, that That's a choice for me because I have three, basically three mother languages and I, oh. I cannot pick for the life of me. Uh, Italian English. is, I know, English is very good because English is um, wider uh, the public is wider. Italian is beautiful, and I have some expressions in Italian that I cannot render in, in English. Mm. But my Italian, um, and I quote this, air quote this public, is smaller than the wide world public. So yeah. But I then think... again, maybe it's easier to get a publisher for Italian than it is for English. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. think so too. But perhaps I'm going to be turn out to be a shitty writer. I don't know. Uh, perhaps <laughs> it would be just you know uh, a lot of a lot of silly woman things, but at the end of the day, I want to try and put some some effort into it. I th- I don't think you will be a shitty writer, irrespective of the reviews. I think the the honor is in having written, right? If you have written, then you are a writer. And who is a good or a bad writer? It's not even for our own uh, time to determine. Maybe that'll be determined twenty years from now. Who knows? But if you just do it, then imagine how many things you would have accomplished. You would have self-fulfilled yourself. You would have exactly. told an untold story. <laughs> exactly. And... There is there is something to be told here. And I had this, you know, sort of a idea for sort of a novel. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even saying this. Um, wow. I have I had an idea for a novel for ages. And uh, one of the comments my husband makes to me is why whenever he finds a book in the in the library. Uh, which is written by uh, people who have a similar background to me, 
like coming from my ex-country or, you know, describing what that kind of experience did to them and their life post-traumatic, you know, post-traumatic events. He, mm -hmm. he, yeah, he always says to me, why aren't you writing your story? Why do you think those people are better than you or more qualified than you mm -hmm. to tell that kind of story? So I don't know, perhaps he's onto something, but I think I will write a novel, but I don't think it will be about my life. It will have components of my life, but before mm. people think I'm I'm the suicidal one, <laughs> please remember mm. it's fiction. It's pretty much fiction. I look forward to that in 2019. Do you remember I posted in Senegal, like at the end of the year saying, basically I wasn't sure that I wanted to continue doing the lawyering and I was torn between so many different things that I wanted to be doing. What what you really wanted to say is I'm torn between going to Italy to my friend and you know <laughs> going to Italy to my friend and staying with her. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I did. So that was fine. But I had so many things I was saying, you know, should I do some should I, you know, be more into health and training or should I should I write a book about how to you know dress at the office in continental europe or you know should i be a personal shopper would people pay for that does that pay my bills the whole discussion going on and of course a lot of people don't say what you want them to say uh, which also directs you but they don't like, even know you they don't know but, you but the nice thing is that your own reaction speaks kind of loud for that so if you if you know you get feedback and you're like huh it isn't the one I want then at least you start knowing what you want which is already one step ahead. But what I wanted to get to was that after I did start to write that book, and what I did you will not believe it but I wrote like one chapter a week, and I said I you sound dead silent I can hear you holding your breath. <laughs> So I uh, and I mean it's different. Yeah, because I mean I'm I, I'm I'm halfway you know surprised and halfway offended that I didn't know shit about this, but okay, go on please. So I wrote you I, know I mean, in the form of a disclaimer for the people. She's literally taking things out in these pods, like shocking me and using the fact <laughs> that she's recording me, so I cannot react properly. But you hear yes. from me later, Missy. You no, hear you from me. You can, you can. So just to tell you how I did it. So I just sat down, picked up my phone instead of scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or the blogs that I read or news or, you know, client emails. I just wrote an email from top to bottom to myself that I sent and that email would have a headline. So it would be like, you know, uh, leather, like, a, you know, I just decided to to write a chapter on leather and then I just wrote, you know, for mm -hmm. 20 minutes and then you go back and you revisit and you say, okay, is the information here, does it make sense? Is this proper advice? How can I nuance it? For example, like, you know, you, you might not necessarily have to have uh, a leather uh, skirt. You can stick to leather trousers and then you should mix them up with tweed or classic materials. And, you know, if you do have a leather skirt, make sure maybe uh, to have it below the knee so you don't look like a health angels. And maybe maybe uh, leather isn't for you, maybe suede is a is a right material if you want to have the edgy look you know it's things like that just rather not silly i wouldn't say silly but very basic no rocket science and then i go back and visit and sort of edit and i think i have maybe four or five chapters written one on the little black dress one on pantyhose just a general one you know what do you think about one on pantyhose is the one i won't be reading at all i advise you <laughs> <clears throat> no way not even you if know, you pay me to do that sorry 
you know, in the UK, for example, you're not dressed unless you're wearing pantyhose with your uh, office attire, for example. So people need to know that. And when they know that, they can break the rules. But you need you to said know. England? England. Never going oh, there. That explains it. Anyway, so. So, you know, things like that. And then, so all I meant to say is that you can do the same. You can just sit down with your phone, write a chapter from bottom to top to bottom, 20 minutes. Ah, but this, and- is, this is where you're mistaken. This is going to be a very, very painful experience for me too, because there are some elements of my life that I want to incorporate into this. And I think it's, the only, it's partially because I want to get them out. I had things about me that no one knew actually for decades. Wow. And some things like, really hurt and some things I actually don't even remember that's not that easily um, I've been told once by a psychologist that I've actually removed uh, around three or f- to four years of my life oh. from yeah exactly because of the war and the effect that the war had on me not knowing if my mother was uh, well and alive not knowing where my oh. father was so uh, the, the the abandoned the everything you know i just removed it in order to function survival. normally yeah yeah mm. it's survival you you decide you need to i mean your body decides it needs to so sometimes i will get get you know these flashes of memories which will not be pretty i i, I think you remember the post about the with such a shirt yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, were... that was yeah. very intense and very powerful. And that's what I actually, when I started thinking this could be, you know, cathartic for me on, on oh. a certain level. But then again, it's going to be one hell of a disturbing experience to write some pieces of me into that. So I don't you know, I'm torn a little bit on, on the topic. But there is a comment underneath my last post that said, I can't read to I can't wait to read the book that you will write because I know one day you will. Wow. That's encouraging. That's, yeah, that's encouraging. And it, it, it isn't even the only one. People have been saying this to me for ages. So what is it gonna take? You're gonna go to the countryside and lock yourself up for two days? Uh-huh. What what will you do? I'm I'm not Traviata, you know, I don't go I don't do countryside. So what do you do? You go to New York. Uh, no oh god no unless you come with me no but how are you uh, gonna write a book if i'm sitting next to you that makes no sense oh you mean we go and write oh, you, no, you, no, each... you would you would just snooze on the sofa as you normally do but anyway or we write a book <laughs> each. like i write one about pantyhose and oh, you write on, one we... about meaningful <laughs> things we we wouldn't be incapable of writing a single word because we have such loud mouths and we, we would just <laughs> keep talking sorry that's not possible but uh i might you know just uh, isolate myself in my studio you know I have um, a studio apartment for closets and everything so I, I will go there and have a writing session and I, I, I will see where that goes and I think I will have you read the first chapter so you oh, can I'd judge love that. Yeah, love yeah. that and I'm, I'm, I'm going to announce it on a pod too so I'm going to spring it onto you <laughs> I'd be honored that's fantastic then our pod would have contributed to something else good that'll be a great news no uh, well, depends on the definition of good news. I mean, someone will find it boring. I'm sure of it. Uh, you okay. cannot, you cannot just please anyone. So I'm not, I'm not pizza. So I cannot please everyone. But no. on on positive outcomes, I have great feedback from our last episode. Ha! Huh. I was betting my ass you would, because it touched so many things, and I, it it actually has a sequel. <laughs> now that yeah. you mentioned. 
Tell me, what is what is the sequel? The sequel is me going into another brand uh, because mm-hmm. one of my, no, actually two of my special orders came in. What is a special order? Can you explain to us? A special order is when a brand um, realizes they don't have your size, which is still a regular size, but it's still an, a larger size. They don't carry it in the store because they are buyers. You know, every store has a buyer or several buyers. And they decide what of the collection of the designer, even if it's a designer's own store, every store has a selection and they decide what will be bought and in which sizes. I've been campaigning for ages for various brands to get all sorts of sizings, but they have budgets, they have, you know, their mindsets I cannot change. Despite the the demand for large sizes, they still don't buy them. I don't know why. But anyway, when they realized uh, they didn't have my size in store and that I was a potential client anyway. Went and they said, listen, we can do a special order. We can order your size or we can take your measurements and get the size that comes closer to your own measurements. Uh, then we can tailor it onto you. Does Which that is cost something... extra or is that a service that... Normally, the, it, that can cost you up to 30% more wow. of the item. But uh, if your relationship with the brand is good in if they see potential and if they're, you know, they have long, uh, they're long-sighted. If they see this is going to be a nice relationship and they, they take into account also the fact that you have a social media, you have a voice... Mm. They will do this for you. Mm. Mm, there, there are some brands which would, would do that for you. If you, you know, you can pay, I don't know, half upfront and then you could just wait. But what I have with this brand, which is Prada, and I'm, I'm proud to say it, mm. is they will be making the prototype of any item I uh, express my interest in. And they will send it into the store. It will be made in plain white cloth. And it will perfectly mimic the original dress or whatever I'm fencing at the moment. And if I say, okay, this is fine. I like how it looks on me. Then they will proceed and make the the actual garment. So two of my dresses actually came in and they didn't just fit. From Prada? They were, yes, from Prada. They didn't just fit. They fit to a T. And that was... Uh, amazing because the seamstress in-house seamstress that actually took my measurements and she knows my body she made a huge sheet of uh, instructions for the house in-house you know seamstress I don't know how how to call that you know the department that makes the dress she gave them all sorts of instructions and she said if you need me I'm leaving you with my phone number please call because this this woman needs to to be done well so and they take honor in their job right she doesn't want to see a haphazard product she absolutely takes pride in her job and i'll I'll tell you more i have much respect for people who actually do that job in a company the salespeople are perfect and fun and lovely and they they are magic at their job but what actually makes or breaks a company is the the you know people who get their hands on your garment I've had horrifying experiences and I had this. This, actually, when I put them on, she said, there is nothing, literally nothing to do. They're perfect and it, it's, they were made for you. And it basically did a made to measure, you know, just, just out of their sheer <laughs> niceness for me. 
So wow. I was I was there trying out, and this little girl, I don't know, she was seven, eight, and she comes to me, and she's, I think she she was from Arabic descent, and oh. she comes to me, and she says, oh, I was looking at you, you're so pretty, and I was oh. so moved, that was so sweet, you know, she said, your dress looks so lovely, it's like my dolls. Oh. <laughs> that was the sweetest moment ever. And she was very pretty too. She's going to be one stunner when she grows up. She had yes. this, you know, oriental eyes and it was beautiful to watch. So, but that was cute. That's us from the Orient. I know exactly. Yeah, that's, that's us from, from the East. We look gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous, darling. Very anyway, you, you will, yeah, we, we, we were born <laughs> humble. I mean, what the hell? So you will see that there is this huge side of uh, fashion that and the needs of a customer and they give the luxury to the luxury department. So I had this huge, beautiful experience at Prada and I cannot thank them enough. And I'm not even paid to say that actually I pay them. So <laughs> it sounds uh, extraordinary. It does sound like something really out of the ordinary, not something that everybody does. Just the fact that they make you the, the white, what do you call it? Etoile basically. The... Yes, it's basically an etoile. The ones we saw in Paris, remember? There was a yeah, full room yeah. of Dior etoiles yeah. in, in Paris. Yeah. That's it. That's that's what they make for me. Wow. But they would do that for, you know, anyone who, who they deem worthy of that kind of service. If not making you pay 30% more, they would just, you know, do it because they do produce my size, but the store doesn't carry it. So it's kind of making up for the fact that you don't have the size for me to try on. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So all's well yeah. that ends well. Now you got your special orders. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you know, people were coming up to me and saying, "I heard what happened with the other <laughs> brands. <laughs> that <laughs> didn't go down well because people actually went to my sales assistant and they asked what happened because we saw on social media, we heard, blah blah." And I said, please don't touch this, uh, the sales assistant. It isn't her fault. Mm. This needs to be brought up with the company. It, mm. it needs to be changed because you cannot just ignore women's shapes and sizes. You cannot just produce something that's meant for women and it can only fit a male's body. So mm. luxury means luxury. Uh, retail is detail. So please give me details. <laughs> Fantastic. And yeah. do you do you have people around you that also listen to the blog? In, uh, sorry, not the blog. Listen to the <laughs> podcast in Milan. Or you told me that podcast is really not something mm. that people take an I, interest in. Really, I don't. I don't really know because I don't have that kind of information. Because Italians will rarely go and listen to the podcast because it's first of all it's in English, and we Italians are so lazy. I'll mm. tell you, Italians are lazy. They don't want to speak English. They always say to me, why are you speaking in English? And actually, they will try and write to me in personal messages in English, which is absurd because I'm clearly located in Italy. But anyway, so they will just, you know, be all about the fact that they cannot understand a single word that, that they're saying. You know, they will just be listening at it and they will lose the whole gist of the, of the thing so i don't think italians do podcasts they do more videos so if we ever decide to do videos that would be fine for them but then again it's more of a world thing what like a youtube video or what type of video i think you know i think one of the best channels uh that 
can be used is the Instagram TV. I don't know if anyone actually, you know, watches that, but if you have some <laughs> consistency, if you, if you have a channel. We, the best we, channel, we, nobody uses it. Fantastic. Yeah, best <gasps> scenario, nobody uses it, but we can also have a YouTube channel too, which would be perfect, fine, marvelous. I think the day Instagram um, starts uh, incorporating the same possibilities on IGTV as YouTube, then probably people will switch. Like the also, fact that you can links. Earn... Links. Yeah, exactly. The fact that you can link, the fact that you can earn money, just do exactly what YouTube is doing because Instagram did take over, like, I don't know, everything that Snapchat was offering. Now they're offering mm. the identical thing. But for as long as IGTV can cannot be, you know, a platform that you earn money off of, people will continue doing youtube right yeah youtube is perfectly fine i mean I, i'm not against the youtube channel i've been asked a zillion times to do youtube so, but what would you be doing on that youtube channel exactly writing your book <laughs> ha, i love how you are cornering me you're such a lawyer god awful god dear lord what did i do to deserve this come uh, on what would you come do? on woman i gave you a pod now please give me a video i love that i love that i love that you agree to do a pod and for the listeners i just want them to know that you're the one prodding me saying where are you when are we recording it's been too long come on i like it let's go so that's very nice. It turns out. Yeah, you like, know why? Well, because we need we need to have consistency because people will actually follow and people like to listen all of us all of our crazy shit. I don't know why, but they seem to like us. Can you just <laughs> not say you were right? You were right. I was right. Podcast is good. Mm. You enjoy. Please let me let me hold on that because <laughs> once I tell you you're right, you're just going to go on, go on, go on on that. You oh, don't have God. to tell me. I'm telling you, I'm right. You don't have to tell me. I'm not waiting for you to confirm. We are so modest. Such modesty and such, you know, contempt for everything that is flashy. We just like to be these simple girls next door. Anyway, so let's let's try and see. Let's put a poll on our Instagrams and yeah. ask people whether they would like to see videos of us discussing sure they... things. I'm sure they would. I just, you know, I don't see myself deliberately putting my face on, putting on makeup. And... Sorry, you already did. Newsflash. Yes. Your face is out there. So you will no, live. No, no, but just, that's true. I will live. But I don't see myself, you know, preparing and setting up and asking nobody to come and bother and take Woman, time. Woman, you just had then... a photo shoot. Please be <laughs> yes. coherent. Please. Yeah, that's once in a while. You just told me that we are going to do a 20 outfits photo shoot in Milan. Please. Yes, that's <laughs> a deliberate effort. And, you know, can you even believe I have been asked by several people on Instagram to do a makeup tutorial and I'm amazed. I'm like, can you not find somebody worse than me? Exactly. People, what, 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 are you followed by visually impaired people? Because, I mean, <laughs> seriously, people, I had such fights with this one. I had to force her to to do makeup and I had to, you know, listen to all sorts of defensive shit to, to just get her to, you know, use the pencil for oh. the eyebrows. I remember you telling me, like, Terrible. why don't you I just hate... like me like this? Yeah, why don't oh, you like God. me the way I am? And why do you have to call my followers visually impaired? I think they have excellent vision. But of course, you know, why me? For I, They I didn't see a... you with satanic makeup slapped on by your fingers <laughs> in Milan. And I had to live through that. Sorry. I oh, make God. a great satanic makeup. But maybe people no, think but, that but I mean, people didn't see what I saw. You were in Sephora <laughs> and you just pushed your finger into a red eyeshadow and you and slapped I look... it all over your eyeball. That's I look... horrifying. <laughs> 
I look great. <laughs> Maybe people are like me and they want something that's easy and basic and, you know, makeup for dummies. Maybe that's what I represent. And they go like, okay, we're, you know, we also want something which is light and easy and, uh, you know, no, no, nothing complicated. But so I promised to do one. And frankly, mm. I did, I did record one, but I should have gone on a live because it was like a 30 minute, really boring thing. So maybe you can come on when I do a makeup live and we make would, fun of we it. should actually make, you know, um, a video yeah, compared a joint. makeups, a joint thing. Yes. Yeah, we're I I have it for in mind actually, but I cannot. I will not express it in words at the moment because that would be giving it all out. But anyway, I have something in mind. And please, woman, for once in your life, stop being a lawyer and follow my lead. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. I will compromise for once. But what we should do, we should do a live where we're both wearing our makeup, speaking in each other's mouths. Like now, I'm applying this. Blah 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 blah. I'm about to speak crazy. in your mouth. Um, that sounds uh, slightly <laughs> perverted. Sorry. Um, oh my god! I mean, that's that's getting, that, that's getting a little bit nasty for me. But anyway, talking about things not so nasty. How has your 2019 been so far? So sleepy. You have really? no idea. I feel what? like an, I feel like an old woman just hibernating inside my house because it's been so cold. And I, uh, this year, I I was actually um wildly happy to be home and not to be somewhere else and it turned out to be uh, a godsend because wherever i wanted to go which is spain or sicily this year on the bike the weather was actually awful <laughs> so there is nothing worse than being somewhere you are supposed to be enjoying uh, like me last year like last christmas and having to move from a to b uh, around two th- 200 kilometers under such intense wind I think mm. I, I was praying in all the languages I knew just to arrive safely and not break any bones so mm. this year I was very happy but the, the consequence was me you know doing nothing basically all day just sitting cooking for people and nursing colds because mm. <laughs> half of my family was you know caught having a cold and it was like being halfway in a hospital or yeah, hospital with food in Or school. So. Yeah, school canteen. I feel exactly this, the day when you wrote to me. It must have been Sunday or Saturday, maybe. Thing. I'm not finishing. Uh, you know, it's one meal. I'm going from one meal to the second. Exactly. And... I'm washing dishes for the second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my wash machine, my dishwasher is on maybe five times a day. It's nice, though. I think it's nice. I feel like I'm kind of nesting at home and enjoying being here and hosting people but at some point you're like but then, well, then, you, then what they will ask you are you pregnant and you will say yes it's the lunch from yesterday it's quite nesting <laughs> in my stomach so. <laughs> it's oh, God. It's no, I, know, I know but it's it's <laughs> nesting my squids are comfortably resting in my stomach from yesterday squids y- yummy Mm-hmm. And then for the for the good news, I wanted to ask you if you've been out doing any sales shopping. And, and I'm going to tell you something fun. You're going to like mm-hmm. this. So I, I, I've so far stuck to my promise not to do any crazy shopping. But what I did buy was... Sorry, I snoozed off. Snoozed off. I mean, I dozed off a little bit. What? You were sticking <laughs> to it? Oh, my God. Woman, you were boring. Why? I bought, I bought a Dyson hair dryer. Not your crazy curler crazy thing. But oh, a hair dryer. Excuse me, my crazy curler is the best thing that ever existed. Depends where you use it, I guess. Maybe it has alternative uh, 
you will come around. I know you will just have to buy this little thing and then you will buy the other two. So please, the the, the blow dryer is fantastic. I'm very impressed just with everything, like the way it looks and the way it acts and everything else. And then I bought a Babyliss um, hot, uh, what do you call it? Hot air brush. And oh. I can I can do a, a sort of a blowout with it that looks fantastic. <laughs> so I'm very very happy with these two purchases. I'm an old woman. I love them. Now what? You know why? Do you want to know why I'm laughing? Blowout? <laughs> no, no, because I have the same brush you're referring to, and the last time I used it, it got stuck in my hair. So that wasn't the pretty picture. Aye aye. aye. No, that's horrifying. You know, the problem with long hair is that unless you can unscrew your head and put it in front of you, you're just going to end up crying, and which is oh. actually what happened to me. So the, the, the thing with the, the Dyson curler is that it's foolproof. You cannot hurt yourself you're with full. it. And yeah, I'm full. Uh, I have like six or seven devices for the hair and I was uh, literally deep frying my hair to which my hairdresser said, please, you are either going to go bald or you're just going to you know, have the same length of the hair because it keeps breaking. You keep deep frying it. It's very dry. So I stopped. It was like taking a detox and being a junkie. And mm. for a year, I did nothing. And it showed. Because for a full hair... year. Yes, yes. Over a full year, actually. What, you look and... like shit for a full year. No, no, no. I, I, I used to sweat my ass off uh, by blow drying my own hair. But then this Dyson thing arrived and even my husband was saying, oh my God, to all his friends. And he said, if you want to make your woman happy, please get her the Dyson thing. She will go the crazy. Curler or the, the curler or what? The curler, yes. Because mm. you get in, in, the, in the thing, you get also the blow dryer. Mm-hmm. The, the dryer, you get a mini version of it. You, of course, you don't get the full thing, but you get the, a travel version of it. And it's perfect for me because I never actually blow dry with a brush. But it has I this... No, 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 no. I cannot because I have so much hair and it's so yeah, long. I, I didn't know that it came with a mini uh, travel blow dryer. If you bothered to ask me, woman, you would have <laughs> known. But as you're a lawyer, you just go and do whatever the heck you want. I mean, I'm not more stubborn than you are. I don't know why you try to pick oh, me. Oh, you are. Oh, stubborn. God, you are. You Have are. you met yourself? Yes, no. I have met myself, but I'm crediting you with being more stubborn than me. Okay, and I, you. You're welcome. I think Nico would say I'm, I'm right. But anyway, and then he would say, <laughs> Violante, shut up. You're just the same. So anyway. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, he would go like, Violante, shut up. Your outfit today is shit and you're just the same. So <laughs> you I didn't remember. even. Do you, remember, do you remember when he said to me in Milan, oh, this is how she dresses when she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yes, I do remember. That was hilarious. Also, I miss that guy. I wrote to him. I said, Nico, I miss you. Happy new year and he did he reply yes of course he always replies he's very polite and he was like i don't miss you you're all over the place (laughs) please don't be so nice to him because otherwise he's just going to go no you know all crazy on us anyways you get the the little yes we all love him um you get the little blow dryer in in your Mm -hmm. um package but it has all sorts of brushes and not just the curling thing is it has brushes for smoothening out and giving volume to the hair so that that's to me oh but man i really bought the wrong kit then i should have just gone straight for that uh what was that again please say that again so i can record it even again (laughs) isn't there a 30-day guarantee if you're not happy you can return 
yes, please do return. And then I'll just get the other one too. You know, you can have both. You can yeah, leave what one. What I do with both. Yeah, maybe I'll leave one in Stockholm. Maybe you're right. And then travel exactly. with the other So, one. so yeah, then when I come to Stockholm, you can, you know, <laughs> rent it. You can just give it to me and I will dry my hair and give it back to you. So, okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> anyway, so when are you coming to Stockholm? Please don't, you know, push me into coming anywhere. Just come to Milan with uh, the photographer and we will do um, okay. the Deal. session. Deal. Yes. And we will do mint tea at midnight and after midnight. Mm. So you can doze off on the sofa, but I will still, you know, keep talking. Anyway, uh, you will love this. You will surely love it. And I would recommend this thing. And I'm not even paid to say it. I, am a, I keep repeating this. You will love it because it gives you perfect hair in less than half an hour but I mean to be perfectly honest I don't have perfect hair because I've got like six hairs on my head it's very odd for somebody from the Middle East because usually um, there is quite some uh, hair growth and I don't have any on my body or very little mitigated thank and you for all that yes, I love you which is great but uh, equally I only have very very little on my head and it doesn't help if I take vitamins or uh, biotin or I don't know what I need to take. I still, you know, it's not, nothing's going to come new on my head. No new growth is going to happen. And the hairs I have are very, very fine quality, very thin, very fine. So I don't but Listen, I how... disagree. I saw your hair and your hair is perfectly <laughs> normal. Well, I have visually impaired. Uh, no, no, I'm not the visually impaired one. The people who told you you can do makeup are. But anyway, <laughs> I will, I will put slap makeup on you too. And I will you know give you the proper um eastern feeling because you have that face and I, i'm dying to do makeup on it so and, and do makeup on my ass maybe that's the solution no like I, I'm, 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 not, so I'm not that that impressed with the ass i mean i will leave that to mr fashion lawyer <laughs> anyways how did we go from dyson to us and if anyone asks oh <laughs> so i i don't use my dyson on the ass is that where you're heading no, no, but thanks for the image. Um, anyway, you will love the Dyson thingy. You will love it. Just get it and try it and you will see I'm right. But I need to YouTube to figure out how it works, I guess. Because no, it's no, no, you, no, you don't. If I had YouTubed before buying that, I would have never gotten it. Because I think people who actually did the reviews really didn't take the time, just five minutes of their lives to look at uh, the Dyson channel and uh, two to three tutorials on how to properly use the tool. Because all I did was that. I looked at two, and I say two videos of two minutes each. And that's four minutes of my time. And and the first time that I used it, it was perfect. I didn't have my hair, I don't know where. I didn't, you know, I, I understood how to properly use it and how wet the hair needs to be and whatever. So, Anyone, if anyone says if it, it isn't worth the money, they're so lying. I'm sorry, they're lying. Because it is, and I had so six to... No, no, no. I have, you know, I have so many devices. If I did just a video on hair devices, people would be shocked about how many I have. How many has, can a person have? And I have all these old sorts of things, you know, the straighteners. I have the curlers. I have the heated rollers i had the rotating brush and whatever you name it i have it <laughs> so i was always ending up with crazy hair and hair that was burnt 
and then I met the Dyson thing. And I should have gone for it from moment one it came out because I know what Dyson is. I have uh, three or four of that devices, you know, housekeeping devices, and I've used them for years and they're the best thing that ever existed. So you, you, you know you're onto something if a company has 60 engineers working all year to get you the best devices possible. So sure. you see, you've seen it with the hairdryer. It's amazing. It's just beautiful to look at, to hold. My mm. hairdresser uses it. And I'm sure you will be able to do lots of things with it. But I, I would recommend to anyone, even people with fine hair uh, like yourself, to get the, the tool because you have six different tools uh, that can give you whatever look you wish. You can uh, use the larger curler to give you volume to your own oh. hair, which is something you cannot replace unless you go to, to the hairdryer, to hairdresser, sorry. <laughs> oh. Right, right. So you this know, was this not one, an ad. <laughs> this is not an ad. Actually, nothing is an ad. We get nothing. We buy everything and then like stupid people, yeah. Uh, aside paying for money, paying money for things, we then give them we pay free for money. You pay, you pay, yeah, for, pay money. for money. That's even Whoa. more stupid. <laughs> You're yeah. a really blonde inside woman, just like myself. I may be Jessica now, but I'm still blonde inside, I've been told. Jessica, did you know that uh, the industry of marketing spends $1.9 billion annually on Instagram marketing? Did you know that? No, I did not. And randomly, randomly, billion. And how much of those billions are going to us being all no. nice to people? <laughs> exactly, it's zero. It's quite it's intriguing. Zero. Just look at it. One point nine billion. And I don't know what the global number for marketing is. Like one point nine out of what? Out of ten? Or out of? I have no idea. Uh, but it's just a significant, massive figure. It's quite interesting. I think I just got an idea for a next chat um, about how Instagram is evolving. And I've been, you know, this period of time around festivities, I had so much time on my hands. I, I, I could just relax and look at other people's posts. And I've mm. been seeing people with suspicious uh, numbers growth. And mm -hmm. I've, been, I've seen people who actually market anything from toilet paper to <laughs> you name it and they mm -hmm. will sell sell their mother for uh, money but they have zero credibility now mm. and i've been thinking how instagram uh, works crazily in italy you will have companies that will value just numbers i've mm. been told by a company actually and and under no circumstances will i ever admit what company was that but it, it's big mm. and huge uh, mm -hmm. I've been told that unless I had uh, at least 100,000 followers, I wouldn't be considered at all mm. as, an, as an influencer or as a relevant person. And I, you will have companies that will say, oh, she's just a client. She has fun with Instagram and all. But I would really stop and think about micro-influencing and people who actually have credibility because they don't sell out for toilet paper. Mm. So it's this good. toilet paper is great. Yeah, I Everybody know needs it, it. it needs to be four four plies. Uh, otherwise, I just want plies. <laughs> just the best for the tush. <laughs> the best for our tushes. <clears throat> I didn't see that one coming. Huh? I did not. I, I think in Sweden it's different. I think you can have everything from like fifteen thousand to maybe thirty five thousand to be considered as somebody that companies want to do product placement with. I guess the issue is that you need to have a, a strong sort of Swedish market profile. Uh, but honestly, I don't have the first clue how it operates. I think we are rather in the segment 
uh, I, at least I perceive myself in the segment that if ever a brand has done an influencer marketing campaign, I feel like I'm the targeted audience. For example, when, when Dior uh, did the saddlebag campaign quite massively, I oh, really felt like... Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, but I really felt like, you know, I, am, I think that they have me in mind. I think I'm the one who's now supposed to go and buy this following all this marketing. And then you but ask did you, did you feel oh. compelled to? No, for many reasons. Exactly. For many reasons. But I think, I mean, being placed in that segment, being considered by the brands as the target audience, that is odd. I'm like, mm, how did I end up here? But do you, you, I don't know if you recall, but in the early beginning when I had like 1,000 or 2,000 followers, not so many, I used to carry uh, a lot of Gucci bags for work, like carrying my yeah. everyday stuff, big big things. And I would get pictures from other ladies that had purchased those bags after seeing them on me. And these these numbers were quite significant. It was like, you know, more than 10 people, more than 20 people would actually go and buy. And you look at it and you say, but, you know, what is that if not, you know, actually having an impact on people's purchase behavior and my, my exactly. following numbers? Yeah, because people, I think I... I think I relate and women relate to me, working women that want to look nice and sleek at the office and that need a nice bag to carry, maybe not 20 bags, but like one. You know, one you know what, you, what you have that other people don't, you have credibility. And the fact is, credibility cannot be bought here. Uh, you cannot buy me to get me to say something about a product that I don't relate to or I don't believe in. I will say something about something I would use and I actually use. And that's, that has, comes with the price. I, knew, I mean, look, uh, I've been put in the bracket of uh, curvy women for all of my Instagram existence. Mm. And in Italy, it's, it's a constant struggle. And you would be in that bracket too, because mm. unless we, you are, you know, size 40, Italian size 40 or 38 or 42, you're just I'm not... Yeah, in which we are definitely not. Uh, you would be plus size, you would be curvy, and which is just a nice term to say you're fat. <laughs> so I have been put in that bracket for most of my existence, and I keep being in it. I had people saying that I was just, uh, I quote this to you, and this coming from someone who uh, prof professes a lot of female empowerment and then goes to say to someone else, Oh, she's just a fat housewife who will get bored eventually. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you that, married? That, I didn't know that. I, I, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm a <sighs> fat housewife who is bored. That wow. was horrifying. And I, still, and I still meet that same person at social events. And I still, you know, uh, laugh at every single, um, you know, um, poster of um, female empowerment she does. But anyway... Back to the point, you are in a certain bracket and brands will not work for, with you. That's how it works in Italy. And so when it's I basically get... by being fat, by being exactly. you know, plus, by plus being size, by, plus by, size by not, curvy, yeah. by by not, not being size not zero. confirming. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter if you're fluctuating in size. It doesn't matter if you look actually pretty decent. It doesn't matter who you are or you're following. It will just be labeled as fat. So... Um, Italy has a huge history of, you know, taking the female body and uh, doing all sorts of uh, manifestos about how beautiful Mediterranean women are and curves and whatever. But then again, you will have brands saying, oh, sorry, we don't do your size 
or saying uh, your breasts are ruining the line or whatever and they will and brands will not work with you because to them you're just the fat person so mm. that's one of the areas to explore in italy too but and and that's one of the main reasons that i don't really go after italian public because i see what they follow and i see what they like which is perfectly respectable but it doesn't really reflect my world of of, of what i see i see oh. women in all sizes and shapes and i i have women coming up to me like this woman wrote to me after the prada encounter with the girl and she said i was actually in the store while you were trying another oh. dress you didn't publish that that dress but i was looking at you and i i thought to myself i wish i had her confidence to live inside her body and be beautiful because she was wow. she said to me you were beautiful and i agree with the girl and I, I looked at you and I, I thought, oh, my God, she, she, you know, knocks you out with confidence. But that's wow. something that women will tell you once you start not giving a rat's ass about mm. being labeled fat. So if you mm. want to call me fat, it's fine. But that's one of the reasons why brands will not work with you. They will go for the sample size woman who can fit in their clothes. And you're way too much effort to be made because they would have to make something for you. That's one uh, of the even- reasons. Even a bag. I mean, even if they would just hand me a bag. No, the bag, the, but still, it's a matter of image. They want to project the image of a certain age mm. bracket woman who is mm. cool enough and who is inspiring according to their standards and mm. who is inevitably a little petite, slim mm. and whatever. Yeah. There is yeah. never, never in Italy, I've never seen a woman influencer who is worth her salt and actually used by huge brands that would actually be considered looks, no. no 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 that would be considered uh all pair with others you have ashley graham which mm. she's she's stunning and i've seen her she's a knockout beauty and inevitably the italian press will label her curvy which is again a synonym for she's fat It's such an interesting point of view because I always thought like, you know, why would these brands think of me as anything else as, as the ideal consumer, right? Exactly, have, exactly. I, and, and I was rather thinking that it's the fact that you're already the consumer that other influencers are supposed to have an impact on. I didn't really think that, you know, with, with a body type, you just don't correspond to the label No, but they will, sell, they will sell to you, but they will not uh, admit that you inspire others unless oh. they put you in the bracket of being curvy or exotic or whatever i don't get the obsession about having to fit in a bracket i oh. just want to be talking to women and inspire other women to you know be comfortable in the skin they're in but i think this oh. is a valid point of view if people are you know asking why all of a sudden you fashion lawyer are having these beautiful pictures done by a professional photographer. They can keep asking because I think with a certain public, there comes a certain type of responsibility. So you have a voice and I have a voice and we are yeah. not afraid to use it and we will not be afraid to use it. So if they don't give us a platform, we will make one. Mark my here's words. <laughs> our, here's our platform. And I love, love, love talking to you and exchanging thoughts it, it'll be I, i'd say it'll be an interesting year to see what can we do with these words and with our voices um i'm quite pleased that the last episode um you know hit home on so many ladies that just said oh me too you know 
Yeah, you made, it, it you was, made me very happy by giving me that that kind of news. It is just lovely to see that, you know, we're not just talking shit. We're saying things that are relevant to other ladies. Uh, maybe, you know, we are not afraid of speaking up, which I think comes, you know, integrity also comes from not being bought, right? If I'm exactly. spending my, my hardly hard-earned money and I don't have to, I don't have to only praise something. I can also you know be critical and equally when you are critical you don't need to criticize a brand you can also criticize the entire industry and the phenomena and everything else but it's just nice i don't think even it's it's critique darling i think it's just pointing out the obvious it's like you know the fable saying that the king is naked the Mm. emperor is naked i'm been saying the same thing why do you have to reduce me to a certain number of followers or you have to reduce me to a certain body type for me to be relevant to you that is offensive would you would 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 women like to be labeled like you know skinny just for the sake of it oh you see that skinny woman over there she is the ceo of something but you will never see a man saying oh look at that fat man over there he's the ceo of coca-cola i don't know that's it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, on that note, maybe uh, I I do think it'll be interesting to see what this year gives, and you know how much you can be outspoken about this without also being whiny. I don't think I think there's a big difference of opening up your eyes and describing things as they are, and calling a spade a spade, and not just saying like boohoo, I'm not pretty enough, so I don't get to play with the pretty girls. Oh God, no! I don't, oh, God, I don't, care, no. don't care so much about that. But there was a there's a lady that once said. When we have as many uh, stupid women as we have stupid men on uh, boards of companies, then we can say that we have reached some type of uh, equality. And oh, I, I agree with that. And I guess that also that just applies on basically everything. If you have a variety of people that are represented instead of just that one stereotype, uh, which is always visible, and the one people, the one type that all the people are constantly supposed to admire and want to look like then you haven't gotten anywhere so maybe you just bring in a variety of people and it doesn't matter if they're not all perfect it just needs to be um you know a variety of normal looking people around you because the exactly race you know you need to see race you need to be see backgrounds you need to see women men gay straight whatever just give me variety something and then people will probably say no look you know it's not for everybody not everybody can be a model well exactly i mean normal people (laughs) exactly but exactly that is the exact thing this whole industry developed off of normal people so even in the normality you try to put a a mold you're just trying to say everybody needs to look the same way even when you're trying to represent normality and that isn't um that isn't if you think if you think about it uh fashion is made by designers and brought out to the runway by models which is perfectly fine because models display the clothes and they don't display themselves but it's meant for normal everyday people so if you're meaning to sell something to me you better make goddamn sure that you're advertising it to me on regular people who come in all sorts of shape and sizes otherwise it's just not relevant to me it's just not credible it needs to be relatable to me and i cannot be intimidated uh, in the process of trying to put the garment on to determine whether i'm going to spend my money on it or not 
Exactly. But have you noticed we and eventually we always end up on body talk because <laughs> I think it's the relevant. most relevant thing at the moment and people are struggling with it and it's much more serious than uh, people think because this might look, uh, you know, not just like luxury talk and privileged talk, but it's not about that. It's just about feeling good and being made to feel inadequate in your own body. There is no representation of anything else other than the stereotype. And I think that's something we should be uh, talking about the next time we speak to each other. Also about the influencing thing, because, you know, that's a complicated world to navigate in. And Instagram sure isn't making it easier <laughs> on us. So, oh, yes. Let's do that. Let's schedule a talk for next time yes. and see if we have some uh, feedback from our listeners, see what they want mm-hmm. to hear more about what their view is, if they have any input, if there are any any girls that are labeled in the, you know, size zero, skinny, beautiful type that ha- has a different point of view than ours that they'd like to present, because I'd love to hear also Me that too. point oh, of God. view. Me too. Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes, so, yes. Uh, you know where to find us, our Instagram accounts. They're known to you. Um, and then uh, you and me, lady, uh, we will be saying au revoir and have a nice oh, evening. Yes. Yes, you too. Don't do makeup. Love you. <laughs> Love you very much. Big kiss. Big kiss. Poo-poo. Bye. 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 <laughs>